Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I want to take this opportunity. I want to welcome everybody to Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Today's episode is entitled, What is Gripping You? I want to get into this because I want to talk about what is gripping you in the listening audience today. Is it fear? Is it anxiety? Is it doubt? Is it depression? What is it that's in your life that's causing you not to live to your full potential of what God has in store for you? And that's what I want to get into today. Because fear and anxiety are themes that we find in the Bible. All right, It's a part of the human nature. It often is prone to, to be uncertain when we are not in the right spot. When we are not God-focused, we have these thoughts that come into our heads. We have this fear and this anxiety we allow to take root inside of our, our life. Unless we're trained, we're always going to default back to fear and anxiety because no matter how much we think we have it together, we result back to being fearful, being anxious, worrying about everything. It's the nature of us. All, right. All of our sins are rooted in fear. For example, fear of not being good enough can manifest in the need of recognition. It can ignite pride in the advancements of our heart. Fear of not being accepted can create a desire to please people. Wherever you are struggling, there is a connection of a deep-seated fear. With that fear, you struggle, and that is an obstacle in your life. You have the fear of hindrance to enjoy your life. When you allow fear and anxiety to take shape in your life, now you're allowing the, the hindrance of the full for fullness of your life because you allow it to paralyze you, to immobilize you, to cause you to always question moving forward. To have fear and anxiety in your life, deep-seated, deep-rooted, is causing you more harm than good. And I know it's easy for me to sit here and say, hey, you don't need to do this. You have something going on in your life I may or may not know of or may or may not understand. But I know this. If you take your eyes off of God and you quit following what God's plan and purpose in your life is, absolutely, you're going to let the things of this world be the hindrance and the obstacles that trip you up along the way. All right? If you're living in fear and anxiety today, you're going to be prone to go there and fully submerge yourself into that plan because that's the only thing you know. But you can do this through scriptures and through the power of Christ. You can find a way to overcome that today. Second Timothy first set or one seven says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Fear will hinder you. Anxiety will trip you up. Now you're going to look at a distorted view or your perspective of this view because now with fear and anxiety being a hindrance in your life, now it's placing these filters over you. It's giving you that false sense of security. And now you're starting to desire the things of this world more than what you, you did at the beginning. Because remember, out of fear, you develop a desire for something that's unable to fulfill you. The need uh, for recognition of pleasing people, financial stability, and dependence on others, these things become something you crave. Perhaps you feel that you need, and that's all you need. Because now you have shifted your number one isn't God anymore. 
Instead, it's something in this empty world that you're craving, that you're desiring. And if you have listened to Jesus in a cup of Joe, you've heard in the podcast in the past where I talk about having Christ-centered, being God-centered. Because if you're not God-centered and you allow everything else to take that spot, it's not going to work. I'm living proof of that. I've shared examples time and time again on how my previous marriage failed, collapsed, destroyed itself because it wasn't Christ-centered. And I have, I've explained to you in several times in different podcasts on how things that I've done, work, relationships, whatever, has went to the wayside because it wasn't Christ-centered. And it's being repeated here again. If we're too busy trying to be financially stable, trying to please people, trying to chase the things of this world because we're craving it, it's never going to fulfill us. And we're going to keep changing out what is the center of our life. First, it was God. Now we're going to move that piece out. Let's throw uh, financial into that because, man, I got to chase money. I got to chase that dollar bill. I got to have that next fancy car and that next wonderful clothing or those electronics. Nope, that's not working. Let me throw that out of the way. Let me put uh, uh, my current girlfriend I'm chasing. So we're going to throw that in there because now I'm chasing after her. Oh, well, that didn't work. Let me take her out. Let me get, oh, there's this new girl. Let me throw her in there. Do you see where the pattern is? Do you understand where the pattern is? We can replace and put things in there, but unless it's God and it's Christ-centered, it's not going to work. Too many times we're, we're allowing the things to distort and put a filter over our eyes. Mark 4.19 says, But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desire of other things coming in choke the word and make it unfruitful. We need to understand, if we allow the things of this world and we allow Satan in our lives, it's going to choke out the word of God that's being shown to us. And it's not going to make us able to, to, to bear fruit. And we're not going to be able to live to our full fullness and be able to go where God needs us to go. And you don't have to be in ministry because every one of the listening audience today, you have a job. God has given you a job and all you have to do is listen, be obedient, and follow what God has in store. But too many times we want to change our own course because we want to be in charge instead of God. Remember that Christ-centered I just talked about? Nah, now we just pluck God out of there and we put him over to the sidelines and now we're putting ourselves because the center of the, the universe revolves around me. Does it? Until you're finding yourself flat on your back or on your knees begging God to come back, which in turn, God never went anywhere. You did. So we need to understand. We need to have the proper perspectives. I... Mark 6.33 says, But first seek the kingdom and the righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Mark 6.23 is one of my two favorite verses in the Bible because it makes a mission in life so clear. Put God first in everything that you worry about in fear, and it'll take care of itself. You worry about things, you have anxiety, and you're fearful of things. If you put God in everything that you're worrying about, if you take it to Him in prayer, He'll take care of it. 
Jesus illustrating to the humans not to worry about many of the fears of their lives, worrying that the overflow from our fears. And he shares that God will take care of the birds and the vegetations. How much more will he attend to your needs? You know, it's easy, and I get it. Worry comes easy to people, and it's hard to fight back. But, if, but worrying can cause so much harm. How God wants to use you is all that matters. All right? If you allow fear and anxiety, it'll seep into your relationships, into your financials. It will start causing you all type of distress and confusion in your life. And then it takes root into your, your heart and then into your mind, and you'll never be able to shake it. Instead of having a distorted view, let's have a proper one. A proper directions for your eyes isn't on the things of this world or your worries, but it's on God. When the perspective begins to get distorted, re uh, recite the verse and fix your eyes upon Jesus. That might mean putting some of the worship music or hitting the ground in prayer or stepping back from the situation. Recite verses from the Bible. Psalms 23, that is a great verse to recite. But yeah, to get your eyes fixed upon Jesus might mean you will have to step back. You may have to hit the ground praying. You may have to, to listen to the music that takes you back to, to, to that place. And if you can get your eyes upon God and get it focused on Him, all of the other elements will fall into place. If you cast your cares on God, God will take care of everything else because God will sustain you. Have you ever wondered how you're going to get through a season or a situation, especially when fear and anxiety begin to set in and play all sorts of mind games with you? If I need to be completely transparent, I have been there. I have been in those situations. I have been in the basement of my best friend's house, sleeping on his couch because I was going through an ugly divorce. All I had was two bags of my clothes and a car. That's all I had. And I found myself lying flat on my back on his couch one night talking to God. And I said, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I have to fully trust in you. I have to fully give it to you. I have to fully let go. That is the hardest things for human beings to do is to let go of it all and turn it over to God. It's easy for us to say it. It's easy for churches to say it. Just turn it over to God. Let God take care of everything. You know why? Because you want to let go. It's kind of like, uh, like being a kid when you got your first dollar bill for whatever you did, then you wanted to go spend it, man. You couldn't wait to spend it. And you go to hand it to the clerk. And the clerk's ready to take your dollar bill, but you're still holding on. You can't let go of that. That's very similar to us. God, I need your help. I have you. God, I need this. I got you. God, I need this. I need that. I already told you I already have you. But Lord, you don't understand. I got to fully trust in you. Then give it to me. But I can't. I can't let go. Turn it fully over to me. Does that sound like the conversations that you might have? 
we got to understand God will sustain us. It's in his word. He is there. All right. No matter how bad your situation is, God is there and he will sustain you. Whether or not you struggle all the time or you struggle just a few, it, it's you're struggling. Isaiah 41.10 speaks about a place of fear. When you might feel fear or be in dismay, you remind yourself of what God speaks in this verse. He will strengthen you. He will help you. He will and uphold you. God who controls all things will be there to protect you and aid you from fear. Isaiah 41.10 talks about it, how he would uphold you in the right hand of righteousness. Psalms 55.22, you're encouraged to cast your burdens on him. You're encouraged to do this because he can handle it. God can handle anything that you give him. Your worries, your fears, your shouts, or I'm sorry, your doubts, your shame. There's nothing he cannot bear. There's nothing he cannot take upon him and fix in your life. What is keeping you today from turning it over to God? Why are you allowing things to grip you and hold you and not be able to let you move? We have to understand between Isaiah 41.10 and Psalms 55.22. That's the answers. Now it's time for us just to follow the word of God. Furthermore, when you cast it on him, he will sustain you. This means your fears and your anxiety. God wants you to know that you can lean on him and that he will take care of you in your darkest seasons. So what are you going to do today to start, a, start allowing God to sustain you? Or are you going to be one of these selfish people and you want to keep pushing on and carrying all this yourself? That's what you got to figure out today. Are you willing to turn it all over to God and allow him to be in your life? Or are you going to continue to try to play this tug of war with God of you wanting to turn it over and trying to do it on your own. Because if your eyes are not fixed upon the Lord and his word and he is not centered in your life, nothing is going to work. You're going to find yourself in that dark season time and time again. It's time to stop and start listening to the word of God. It's time to, to fix our eyes upon the Father and he'll take care of all things. It's time to quit fighting with ourselves and it's time to stop and tell Satan himself to leave you alone. You got to remember that God has already has your needs in mind. He's already, you got to set your focus on him. And you got to remember he's already got you before you asked. Now when I was telling you I was living in, in my best friend's basement. On his couch. And all I had was my two sacks of my two sacks of clothes, you know, I had fear and anxiety, the fear that, that I could fully lose my kids because I didn't have a place to put them. The anxiety and the worries of where am I going to allow my kids to sleep, to spend the, the time with me. And I was worried about all this. And God said, I will make a way for you. I have you. All you have to do is trust in me. And what God did was he took me from that couch to an apartment. And I, and I said, Lord, I can't afford this apartment. There's no way. 
not off the salary that I'm making and that I'm also having to pay to my ex-wife. There's no way I can afford this. And God said, I have you. You'll be okay. And then the time came and I moved into the apartment. First thing I did before the first items of anything moved into that apartment, I went straight in there. I fell down on my knees in the middle of that apartment and I started praying. And I started thanking God for allowing me to get that apartment. Now I have a roof over my head. Now I got a place that my kids could hopefully call home. And through the generosity of people, and through the loving and kindness of people, I started getting furniture for this place. I started getting beds, pots and pans. And before I knew it, it started looking like a home. And you know what? I signed a year lease, but I said I'm not going to be there for a year. Because I wanted a place of my own that my kids could call home. And so I started looking. And then all of a sudden I found this house. It was for sale. Couldn't afford it. Lord, I can't afford this. I got you. Go make him an offer. And I made him a crazy, crazy offer. Numbers that God gave me. He said, tell him these numbers. And I did. Thinking they were going to laugh at me. And I remember the real estate agent, she picked up the phone and she called the, the builder of the house. Told him the offer. And before I think I had a chance to walk out of there, they're like, all right, deal's done. Y'all just, you know, you take your real estate agent, y'all go figure out the paperwork and all this. Deal's done. You're going to have this house for this cost. And I remember walking out of there going, holy smokes, what just happened? I just bought a house. Well, moved into that house. Moved in what little bit of furniture I had and I moved in the house. But before we moved in, went straight in and prayed in the dead center of that house. And then I met my wife. Then we got married. Then we, had, we sold that house, and then we moved in the house that we're in now. And my wife and I walked in and did exactly what we did in that, uh, that I did in that other house. We walked dead center of that house, and we started praying. And that's what I do, because I pray and I thank God for everything. Because, because of his glory and his grace and his mercy, and when he told me he had me, he had me. He took me from a dark situation and a dark season, and he allowed me to see the light. He has brought me into a better season. And so he has allowed me to make podcasts like this to be able to go out here and help you that's going through a dark season. Because it all starts with being thankful and having prayer. Prayer and thanksgiving is always a good remedy. In Philippians, we're called not to be anxious, but to, to have to go to God with our requests through prayers and thanksgiving. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious of anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present, uh, present your request to God. If you're feeling any type of amount of anxiety, train yourself to turn in praise. Praise begins to shift your perspective and set your heart in a healthy place. It can it can take fear and anxiety, and it can push it out of the way. You got to remember, we have to not be anxious of anything. We got to take every, every situation we're in, we got to go to prayer, and we got to give it to God, and we got to be thankful that He is a loving, merciful God, and that He's with us. So, the questions I want to leave you with is, 
as I started this. What is gripping you? What is it that's going on in your life right now that's hindering you from turning it over to God? This is what I want to do. I want, I want you to come and share through your social media pages, to me, through my social media. You can do it in a private merit, message me. But I want you to tell me, what is it that's hindering you? What is it that I can do to help you? What is it that, that, that God is waiting for you? What is causing the obstacles in your way? And if there is something I can help you with, please come to me. And I will help you and show you the way to take it to the Lord. But as we get ready to close this out, I'm going to close this out in prayer. Because I feel that there's somebody who's listening to my voice needs prayer today. And maybe this will cause the spark in your heart to start learning how to turn it over to God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. We, we thank you for the for everything that you've done, you're doing, you will do. Father, we know that fear and anxiety is real. You tell us not to worry. You tell us to turn it over to you. Father, we know that that the Satan will do everything he can to deceive us and keep us from coming to you. But I pray that, that your power and your might is greater than his. And I pray that as, as I step out and I turn it over to you, as I step out and relinquish control, that I learn to trust more into you, Lord. I pray that you'll have me. You said you'll never forsake me, and you always have me in your hands. And I thank you for this, and I thank you for my, my soul, and for all this I ask in your name. Amen. My sincere prayer and desire is if you're out there struggling, I pray that you learn how to turn it over. Reach out to me. Come and tell me like I said, it could be private message. It could be one-on-one. -on -one. Come and tell me, or if there is something that you need from me, once again, come and ask. But our time is drawing to an end. I want to thank you for joining us here at Jesus in a Cup of Joe. I pray that you'll have a blessed day. Tune in and listen to future episodes. Mm -hmm.